0: So today's gospel, in a certain sense, uh, speaks a lot to me because it was a very integral part in my own decision to respond to the call of the priesthood. When I was uh, beginning my junior year here at then USL, much deeper conversion to the faith. And I guess as a lot of young men do feel that conversion, begin to think about the priesthood. I toyed around with a little bit, made a few vocation visits, but still dated a couple of girls, and in fact had a girlfriend and a relationship. Until finally I realized that I had to respond to the call. I broke up with my girlfriend, went to see the vocation director, and then began the application process. And I actually Left at the end of my junior year, the beginning of my senior year, one year away from graduating, to go to the seminary, St. Joseph's in, uh, St. Ben's in Covington. I made that decision because I realized that if I didn't, there's a good chance that I'd fall back into my old ways, but probably more importantly, because of today's passage. It's very clear to me. When you feel the call, you drop the nets and go. There's no other sort of explanation. Could have gone to the Lord and said, well, let me finish, let me do this or that. The call to me was experience as a command. You, follow me. And so I dropped my nets and left. And to a certain degree, in my own life, I understand when young men feel that call. Sometimes it's not very strong, but when it is... My advice is always the example of the apostles. You drop your nets and you follow, and you quit making excuses. But I know how hard that can be, and I guess that's why we tie back to today's first reading. You see Jonah in that sort of great parable of the Old Testament speaking to the people of Nineveh to convert. But we all know the story. Jonah was called... But at first, he went in the other direction. He tried to run away from that call. But of course, you know, threw him overboard, the whale ate him, he had that conversion, and he went to preach the gospel. And then we experience the same thing. A lot of people, both men and women, who, who feel the call or feel the invitation, whatever you want to call it, and they run. Or they delay, or they postpone, or they make excuses. And I've dealt with that a lot. And again, as I said, I understand how difficult this can be. But ultimately, just like Jonah, the reason that we hesitate and we go in the other direction is all one thing. It can all boil down to fear. We're scared. We can be scared of a number of different things, but I honestly believe that it comes down to one sort of fear. And this insight comes from Father Jacques-Philippe, Uh, who of course I quote a lot basically the fear that God doesn't want us to be happy that if we follow priesthood, religious life consecrated virginity, whatever it is God's call that ultimately God doesn't want us to be happy, that we're going to be miserable that we're not going to have fun that we're not going to live to our fullest potential it comes down to fear but even deeper than that It comes down to a distrust of God the Father. Because ultimately, we fear that God doesn't want us to be happy. Then we don't really trust that He's a loving Father. Who wants what's good for us. Who wants us to find enjoyment. Who wants us to find fulfillment. Who wants us to be transformed in His love. That ultimately, it is a lack of trust in God as our loving Father who wants what's good for his children. How to overcome that, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But I want us to imagine, though, another scenario. And this is sort of the point that I really want to drive at today. Jesus comes, and he calls the apostles. He calls James and John, and they drop their nets. And as we hear in the gospel, they leave their father Zebedee. But let's say after they come back, a day or two of following the Lord, they come back, And Zebedee and his wife, I have no idea who it is, sits him down and says, James and John, we need to talk to you. We have some very serious concerns. Concerns that you're stopping your job and you're following this guy, Jesus. You're giving everything up to go after him. What's wrong with you? Maybe they'll sit down and, and try to persuade them that it shouldn't really go. You're not going to have the security of a job. Maybe why don't you take some time to think about it. And then when James and John refuse to do so, then they try to manipulate them. Give them the guilt trip. Well, how could you abandon us? How can you leave us? Begin trying to mess with their minds and finally when James and John don't want to do it, they finally threaten them. You go. We're disinherited. We're cutting you off. How can you do this to us? Using scare tactics, fear tactics. You think this sounds crazy, but I see it more often than not. Young people who feel the call are ready to drop their nets, and parents who raise them Catholic, who sometimes go to Mass, begin using these types of tactics to dissuade their children from following. Now, part of me wants children to follow the Lord's will, become very irate. And I'd like to lambast them. I'm not going to go into that today because I realize that often, just as there's a deeper root in the fear of the young person from responding to the call, there's also some much deeper issues with the parents. Could be selfishness. Could be a lack of faith. Could even be mental illness. But ultimately comes down to the same thing fear fear of losing their children fear of losing control fear that strikes at the heart that ultimately goes back to the other thing a lack of trust in god as father that he will provide for their children that he wants what's good for them that he wants what's good for the parents it's not going to make them suffer. In fact, it's going to bless them if the child responds. But just like the young person who's called, they often have a very hard time to see this because they don't trust that God is their loving father. And so, in either of these situations, what should a young person, or even maybe an older person, who feels the call to the priesthood of the invitation religious life, do, particularly if their parents are pushing back, or they fear that their parents will push back. Think certainly, the need to respect the parents, that commandment does not go away, to honor thy mother and father. But the fact of the matter is, if you're 18, and you're an adult. You take their their response, but you ultimately are going to have to take a stand, because if you kowtow tow to them now, they're going to do it to you for the rest of your life, having you under that thumb. That's how it works. And don't be surprised, because Jesus is the one who said, "I have not come to bring peace with the sword. I'm going to pit father against son and daughter against mother." He explains this very, very clearly. You may have to undergo some persecution. That's what the Lord said. And so there needs to be that courage, that willingness to take a stand and say, I respect your opinion, Mom and Dad, but i got to go. And pray and hope that their hearts will change. Parents, again, realizing the same thing. If your child's 14 and wants to go off, I understand that. But once they come to a certain age, you are going to have to let go of control and let go of them. Feel free to bring up questions. Feel free to discuss them. But for you to sit and refuse to do so to put a wedge between you and your child that may be very, very difficult in the future to bridge over. Where is fear? And understand it's not gonna be easy, but we've got to be able to let our children go if indeed the Lord does call, to respect them and their desires to follow. But both, parents and children, the root is fear. How do we overcome that? Of course, we pray for courage. Lord, I am fearful. I don't wanna let go of control. I don't know where this is going. But to pray for that courage. Number two, and I've seen this very, very true, Peter could have stayed in the boat all the time and prayed all he wanted. If he wants to learn to overcome fear, he's got to step out. Both children and parents have got to step out of the boat. Once you take that first step, then you're going to feel the Lord sustain you. It may be scary, but as long as you stay in the boat and you don't take some action, nothing's going to happen. And third, and finally, and most importantly, and this is something that applies to everyone, we've got to pray for and open ourselves to experience the love that God the Father has for us so that we can build up in every area of our life that trust that He is not just some distant God, some lawmaker, someone who's there to manipulate our lives, But that loving Father, and for us, and for our children, and for others, wants what is truly good. We may not understand it. We may not see how good can come from that. But a deeper trust in God our Father that allows us to live in freedom and happiness. Amen.